The Bible said, Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering unto one of the mountains, which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and settled his donkeys and two took two of his young male with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to place to the place of which God had commanded him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Come on, shout afar off. I didn't say say. I said shout afar off. Abraham said unto his young men, Stay here with the donkeys and lad, and I will go yonder and worship. And we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac's son and took the fire in his hands and knife a knife. And the two of them went together, say together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamp for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went I want you to tap the face of your I want you to tap your neighbor and say neighbor can God count on you I want to minister on the subject can God count on you part two because I couldn't finish the statement we just made is more of what I term as a rhetorical question which means that Whoever you said it to didn't reply you. A rhetorical question asked in order to create a dramatic or effect or to make a point rather than to get an answer. So I'm trying to make a point rather than to all to get an answer. Last week I also did emphasize the fact that a man made a quote, Robert Liparolo, made a statement and said, if we didn't have strong feeling, how can we love or fight? When our flesh is cut, we bleed. Yes, everybody bleeds. When our heart is broken, we cry. Everybody cry when their heart is broken. There is nothing wrong with that. Tell your neighbor there is nothing wrong with that. It only becomes a problem when it gets in the way of what you have to do. You can't crumble them. When others are counting on you. Yesterday I had the opportunity of having my younger sister send me some photos regarding my mom. And whilst I look at them, uh, I started crying in the car. And my son Aaron made a profound statement. And I wonder where he gets his wisdom from. But I know where it comes from. It comes from above. He said, Daddy, do you know what your mom would want you to do? I said, no, son. He said, he will want you to be strong. You don't need to cry. He will want you to be strong, you know. 
And one of the things that I want you to understand that there is nothing wrong with you sometimes crying and in, 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 my, in, my, in my dialect or in where I come from, they said men don't cry. So sometimes when we cry, it's like we have a, a problem. We, we cry sometimes. And, and, and this boy who told me in the car, you don't need to cry because do you know what your mom wants from you, you know? He got home and the little sister, the older sister was not feeling well and he held her and started crying. And I wanted to, do you know what your sister wants you to do? <laughs> you know, so, sometimes it is good for people not to be, it's, not, it's, it's good for people not to be at the same level you are in your pain. Because if they, they become, if they come at the same point, they can't advise you properly. And this boy who just advised me right now is caught in the same situation that tells you everybody needs somebody. Praise the Lord. And I want you to understand that God is counting on you. Amen. And I did make it clear last week that it is important for you to understand that the reason why God is counting on you is that he, has, he hasn't got anyone but you. And sometimes the reason why we give up so quickly on God is that we don't know that he hasn't got many by you. If there is somebody to preach the gospel, he can't count on an unbeliever to preach the gospel. But the same person that the gospel has been beneficial to you. Because the same gospel that we hear, the Bible said that to us, that have been born again, it is a strength of our future. It is a strength of our movement. But to them that perishes, is foolishness. So they can't really understand where we come from. Praise the Lord. And the reason why I am telling you God is counting on you, is that this God, you know him. And if there is somebody to talk about him, then it is somebody who have had an experience with him. We also saw that the journey of Abraham with Isaac, I told you, is a topology of Jesus going to the cross. Which means that at a point within the facial appearance of the writer in, in Genesis, he did not make it so clear that Abraham was in pain. And oftentimes, now, when you look at people from the facial point of view, you will not understand how pain has really encompassed their life. And especially when people are depending on you, it is important that you don't allow them to see your pain. Because sometimes if they see your pain, they will not call upon you the way they have to call on you because they will empathize with you. But today, I want you to understand that God is counting on you. The reason why God was counting on Abraham, one of the things I want to make point clear here is that there is a word, prophetic word that I've been pronounced before the foundation of the world. And it's looking for a man or a woman or a child just as you and I. To materialize a prophetic word. When Abraham was dealing with Isaac, he did not know if he knew. But maybe he may know in part, but he didn't know that there was a prophetic word that lied ahead of him. And his inability to comply to the voice of God at the current level, he will, he will abort the future of somebody. When these young people were called upon to learn how to play the instrument, 
they've got a choice to say no. We have better things to do. But they, 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 they committed themselves not only to learning, but committed to practicing. And by virtue of that, you and I can come and listen to the presence of God, the music of God, the worship of God, and be able to walk into an atmosphere that we wouldn't be able to walk into had it not been their involvement into the things of God and the voice of God. The reason why God wants you to listen right now is that your current affliction cannot be compared with the glory that God is about to express in your life right now. The pain you are going through today cannot be equated. Can, it's not accurate to what God is getting ready to do. Somebody under the sound of my voice, what God is about to bring into your life, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man, but it has been revealed to us by his spirit. Because his spirit set all things, yea, the dictates of God. God's voice is what determines how we have to depend on God. Tap your neighbor and say, listen, listen, listen. And I told you last week that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, the Bible said that we, therefore, we also, we also, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight that, and, the, and every weight and the sin which so easily slay us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. Come on, say, looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the same, and has been sat on the right hand side of the throne of God. For consider him who endured set hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary. And discourage in your soul. I want you to understand that endurance is that which empowers us to do the will of God. He's telling you, I want you to look up on Jesus because Jesus is the man who also endured. Endurance is something that is painful, that is unsatisfaction there is no much of it is it is not satisfactory it is not enjoying it is not pleasant it is not palatable but you have to endure because it has got the proclivity to open you to something you can't experience without it and i want you to understand that god takes the true things and we have to understand and we have to trust the god who is putting us through the pain the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. There are certain fights that are fleshly fights. They are not faith. I want you to understand how it is good to go through pain that God puts you through. Because there are certain pain that has not got any result. They haven't got anything that will be beneficial to you. But when we go through the pain because we are relying on the voice of God, God will appear to us. I say God will appear to us. And so, for you to be counted on by God, there is one thing you need to know. Number one, you have to know the voice of God. Say the voice of God. The voice of God will come so sharp, so quick, that you have to be able to descend and know what you ought to do. 
The Bible said, there are certain folk who understood the time and the season, the Isaka group. They knew what to do at every point in time. They understood the time. When you understand the time, you begin to do what the season tells you to do. In March chapter 26, verse 6 to 13, I want you to understand that when you follow the voice of God, it is not an indication that everybody will side with you. It is not an indication that everybody will support you. The voice of God, when it comes, the only authenticity of the voice of God is the fact that the end result will be beautiful. There are times in your life when men of God, pastors, teachers, will tell you that you shouldn't do some things. There are times we go wrong. When the prophet, the own prophet was walking, he met the older prophet and said, That's it, the Lord, you can eat. But without the voice of God said, Don't eat. There are times you have to be sensitive to the voice of God. When Eli met, or met Hannah praying, he said, why are, you be, why are you drunk? He didn't understand what she was in. There are times you must know the voice of God. The voice of God is a voice of God that tells you what to do within a particular point in time. You have to be seasoned with the voice of God. Tell your neighbor you have to be seasoned with the voice of God. Now the Bible taught the subsequent chapters, the subsequent verses. The Bible said when he lifted up his hand to kill Isaac, the voice of God came around. The voice of God is that which authenticate your action. Praise the Lord. Your backing out from certain battles is not because you are weak, but because God said quit it. The reason why you press on is because God told you to press on. And that is what you must understand. When God is counting on you, he gives you his word. It comes, the Bible said that when Daniel, when Nehemiah, sorry, Heard that the walls were, were down. He heard that the voice was down. He said, this voice that I'm hearing, God said the, the walls must be up. Therefore, whatever I must do to put the walls up, I must do it. Praise the Lord. When you come to the church and you see certain lacks, you see certain things, there are times the voice of God will come to you and you will see things that people cannot see the same way you see. Praise the Lord. One of the young, listen, one of the young folks, one of the young boys, I think went to the father, went to speak to one of the technical team members. He said, I want to be part of the technical team. And some of you came earlier, saw the boy working. It comes, when you see the voice of God, it is it's not, the voice of God is unique. The boy, you see Brian playing the drums here. He's got a younger brother called Ray. How many know Ray? Raynaud. Yeah, it's Ray. Raynaud. Raynaud said, I don't know whether he said it to the dad. He said, I want to be part of the technical team. Praise the Lord. The voice of God. God is counting on that boy. When God plays a desire on your heart, some of you, you don't trust the voice of God. The Bible said there was a lady who saw... In Matthew chapter 26, verse 6 to 13, the Bible said, When Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flax of very costly 
fragrant oil and she poured it on his head as he sat on the table. And the Bible talks about this. And the Bible said that you know the story already. The Bible said when she poured the oil and began to demonstrate her love towards God, the Bible said even the folks were annoyed. And listen, I'm also, but I want you to understand the Bible said what? Well, the Bible said this woman has done what is what is right. It said wherever the, it said in the verse number 12, it said for in pouring this fragrance of oil, my body, she did it for my word, for my barrier. God is looking out for people who begin to jump. Listen, if you are waiting for a convenient time, it will never come. You know the story that when Jesus was in the tomb, there were women who had spices going to visit him, following the traditions. The voice of God respect traditions, but there are times God wants to do things, and you don't have to met, you don't have to be methodologic, methodological, or method, to conform to the traditions. We don't do it this way; we do it that way. And when you see the glory of God working, you can discern. This morning there were songs they already had written, but I tap into the spirit and I release a song. That is what God wants and that is what you do. The Bible said that the barrier they were thinking Jesus would need the, the ointment to be used on him later on. Jesus needed it now. And most of you are waiting for the convenient time. Convenient time will come. But it will not be the right time for God. Praise the Lord. The Bible said in 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 1. The Bible said the sons of the prophet said unto Elijah. See now the place where we, are, we dwell with you is too small for us. The verse number 5 said that. But as one was cutting down a tree. The iron axe head fell into the water and he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was war, it was borrowed. These were men and women who saw the necessity to enlarge the things of God and had to follow what they must do to make it happen. I am not saying go and borrow, but this is telling you that there are children of God who take action not out of convenience, but because God wanted to be done, it came to pass. If you want to be counted as one worthy to be used by God, you will go through things that when you tell other folks, they will tell you, you have to run away. When David was at the back of the desert taking care of the flocks, the Bible said the lions and the bear came after him, but he didn't run away from it. He didn't back out from it. Most of you back out when things don't go the way you want things to go. But rather than back it out when things don't go the way you want it to go, seek the face of God and ask God, what do you want me to do for you? I like Christians who are so ready to use God. When it is convenient. But when it's not convenient, they back out, out of God. You see a guy who will tell you, that say the Lord, that say the Lord. And he begins to take a step that is contradictory to what God will want him to do. Precious one, Jesus, when he was supposed to go on the cross, it got to a point, all the disciples told him, don't go. 
But you must know the voice of God. Tell your neighbor the voice of God. They went to all. They went to borrow. What are you doing as God's eyes are on you? That marriage you are in, God's eyes is on the marriage. That relationship you are in, God's eyes is on the education. It's on that. Those young people here who are going to school, God's eyes is on you. When you begin to do well in school, it tells people Christians can also do well. When they see the wonders of your life, they will look for your God and give glory unto your God. Tell your neighbor, God is counting on you. He said in the verse number 2 of the chapter 22 of Genesis. He said, then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there uh, as a burnt offering. On one of the mountains which I shall tell you, God will cause you to pick the one you love. The one you care for. He doesn't want the one that is done haphazardly. He wants you to give your best. The voice of God is moving all around this place. And God wants you to make yourself available. What will God be doing if he wants you to take a step? He will only speak a word. Praise the Lord. The word of God is enough. Tell your, your brother, your sister, the word of God is good enough. He hasn't got much to add to it. He will just give you his word. He will give you all his word. He doesn't give you any assurance of the future. He doesn't, some, most of the, he doesn't give you the assurance of it. He doesn't. He doesn't even give you detail because if he give you detail, you'll back out. Some of us, we didn't know what God was calling us into until we came to this point. And we understand that it is a place of no returns. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that he is calling on you to give your best. That is why when I see young people who are neglecting God, I laugh. <laughs> I, I told you, you understand. I saw some pictures I took many years ago. And when, when you showed that picture, if I show it to you, some of you who don't know what God has done for you, I want you to go back and pick your old pictures and look at your own face. Then show it to somebody who knows you at your current state. And they will tell you, God has brought you far. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have come to a place where you don't have to go and fetch water before you take your shower. You have been used to the current that you have forgotten the past. That was the problem of the Israelite. They were so used to the current that they forgot where they were coming from. The reason why God is counting on you. When you see where he brought you from. And you know where you are now. You will know that God is counting on you. Tap your neighbor and say. Hey. God is counting on me. In Genesis chapter 15 verse 13. The Bible said. Then he said unto Abraham. No certainly. 
that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. In Esther chapter 3 verse 7 to 8, the Bible said, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppressions of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them. When the voice of God was being released, the Bible said, at the same time he was preparing, he was preparing Moses. And how did he prepare Moses? Moses hasn't got inclination about what God has spoken in the past. But the Bible said that the reason why Moses must make, must make himself available is that he doesn't know that God has spoken before time. I'm getting ready to get ready now. Get ready. We love for 10 minutes. The Bible said that Moses was born. And the Bible said he doesn't know the prophetic word concerning the children of God. But the Bible said when Moses was born, he was born in a time where he should have died. Not only was he supposed to die, the mom who tried to save his life should have even died. And the Bible said God preserved his life. The mother placed him in a basket. Placed him in the river. And the Bible said the angels of the Lord protected, navigated the, 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 the basket to, to, the, to the daughter of Pharaoh. And the Bible said the daughter of Pharaoh at that point should have killed that boy. But God touched the heart of Pharaoh's daughter and he didn't kill that boy. The Bible said that some, the boy must go in the fear of the Lord. Therefore God made a provision for him to be brought up by his own mother. The Bible said having gone through all of these. The Bible said God preserved his life. And preserved his life because he was counting on him in the future. Precious one, hearing the sound of my voice, if it had not been this God who was with Moses at the start, he wouldn't get to the finishing line. And there is somebody here under the sound of my voice. Don't think that you were so special. Don't think that you had so much. That is why you are even married. Don't think you had so much. That is why you have your job. Don't think you have so much wisdom. And you are born into the right tribe. That is why you have such obedient children. But I came to tell you that God made it work. So that you have time to build this kingdom. The Bible said when Moses uh, was, came to the point, uh, he traveled afar uh, off. And the Bible said the angel of the Lord appeared uh, in the flame of fire. In Acts uh, in Esther chapter 8 verse 1. Uh, the Bible said, and the Lord spoke unto Moses uh, and said, go to Pharaoh and say to him, that's said the Lord let my people go uh, that they may serve me. How would this look like uh, if Moses had told God, uh, I am busy. Some of you, you are forgotten so quickly. God is counting on you because there is some things that must be done on this land. There are some things that must be done in this ministry that he is counting on you in spite of what others are doing, in spite of what others are not doing. He is counting on you with his voice. Praise the Lord. Moses had to endure for the fact that it was God who sent him doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Please, things that are easy are not the authenticity that shows that God is there. The church wants things that are too easy. 
If it is of God, it will not be difficult. And I want you to understand, things of God are more difficult. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. It said, concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it may depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect, not in your perfection, but in your word, in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may raise, may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in what? Infirmities. In reproaches. In need. In persecution. In distress. For Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am war. I am strong. Precious one, hearing the sound of my voice, the call of God is an enduring call. It is not a palatable one. It is sometimes bitter. It is sometimes uncomfortable. But it has got a permanent comfort ahead of you. Persons who are hearing the sound of my voice. In our discomfort, when we rely on the voice of God, He will make a way for us. In our discomfort, God is counting on somebody under the sound of my voice. And sometimes some of you under the sound of my voice, you are saying that I don't think I qualify. Check in your Bible when God calls Saul, he said I am not qualified. When God called David, he said I'm not qualified. When God called Jeremiah, he said I was not qualified. Most often those he want to use are not qualified. Why? Because he take the foolishness of the wise to confirm the word. He take the foolishness of the world to confound the world. The wise. How long haven't you heard the voice of God repetitively coming to you? Some of you, you keep on bouncing God every time. You keep on neglecting God every time. You keep on saying it is too hard. Everything is not too hard because his grace will be made sufficient for you. God is counting on us in this generation. As I bring this to a close, we have come this far by His grace. We have come this far by His grace. And you can authenticate to it. You can stamp it and say that everything that has happened in your life, it was the doing of God. Now when it's time for you to use what he has given to you to open doors for the next generation, you are saying it is too hard. Tap your neighbor and say, you must endure. Say to your neighbor, you must endure. My Bible said when Jesus, when God told Moses, when God told Moses to go, in spite of all the difficulties, God didn't call him to go to a place where he was tolerated. He didn't tell him to go to a place where he was celebrated. He didn't tell him to go to a place where it was comfortable. He took him to a place where he wanted, he was wanted. Pharaoh wanted to kill him. But in spite of all the obstacles, 
he obeyed God there is somebody under the sound of my voice and there is so much reason why you must not obey God but there is enough reason for you to say that God I have come this far because of your grace some of us it is I like what Paul said in Galatians. It said the life that I now live it is no longer I because I lost my life many years ago. If it had not been God who saved me, where will I be? I'm finishing. Give me keyboard. Lift up a bit. Praise the Lord. God is counting on you. Do you know that some of you have forgotten? I have met many people in my life. And I've encountered many people in my life. People who were healthy. They became pregnant. They gave birth to children. They died. They gave birth to children. They had some deformities. They gave birth to children. They had that. But you, they are said in the olden days during my time. Not, not my time. Many years ago. Uh, they, when a woman is in labor, it is not secured that she will come out alive. I don't know whether, brother, I don't know about this. But where I come from. In the olden days, when a woman is in labor, that is why, if you check carefully, when people come out of the labor hall, before men entered, before, before we went in to join the group, oh, in the olden days, it was just women. Praise the Lord. And he saw, he saw that in the street. When a woman is in labor, when they came out to give the report, they give report about two things. There was no certainty that the child would be alive. Number one, there was no certainty that the mother would also be alive. So when they came out, they gave a report like, the child is okay. The mother is also okay. But thank God that we, we go to the labor world as if we are joking. We have given birth to our children without any dying. Nobody died when we were in labor. Nobody had any deformities. And God has given birth to these children through your life. And he said that train up your children in the fear of the Lord. And you are saying it's too hard. We will labor in God because many are looking for children. They can't even get it. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that there is so much reason why you must give your all to God. There is so much reason why you must avail yourself for God to use you. All of us have to be ready like taxis waiting at their spot. Waiting for somebody to call. Then they will make their way down there. Make yourself available for God to use you. Do something for the kingdom that God will use that to bless your descendants. And I kept on saying... I, I've forgotten when I was in pain. I've forgotten those days when I will be like, oh my God. Some of you don't know. There were times in around 2007, I'll be lying in bed with my friend and we'll be waiting for a phone call to come to us that we have to be sent to a school to go and teach. We'll be wearing our suits, lying in the bed, sitting on the bed, waiting for a phone call to get a job to go and do. But today, the, His grace has been made available for me that I get up anytime I want to I know a specific time I go to work and I come back you have forgotten so quickly that God made a provision for you I told you last week that if I don't serve God it is of a burden to me and those of you who think it is easy it is easy easiness has never been part of the reason why people serve God 
Otherwise, we don't see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the scriptures. Praise the Lord. Let's go. I'm finishing right now. Let's go to Psalm 124. I'm finishing now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. My Bible said, before I read it, I saw Abraham. Who didn't have many? Who didn't have what it takes to give back to Isaac? But the Bible said, if it is God give it to me, and he's in need of it, why must I hold back? Why must I deny this God of what he has given to me? Persons on the reason why you must make yourself available for God to count on you is that he is not going to take what he has not given to you. He's just going to rely on the things he has given to you in order to make way for the future. Praise the Lord. He said if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Let Israel now say. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. When men rose up against us. Then they would have swallowed us alive. When the wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us the streams would have gone over our soul then the sw- the swollen water would have gone over our soul bless be the lord come on tell your neighbor bless be the lord Ah, uh, come on, say to your neighbor, bless be the Lord. It's a bless be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth, our soul as a scape, as a bed from the snail of the fowler. The snail is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. I am here to tell somebody something under the sound of my voice that God is counting on you because he has brought you this far and he will never put you to shame I want somebody to understand that if the grace of God was open to your family then nothing shall pull them down Abraham had to give what God requested my question to you today are you ready to make yourself ready for God the Bible said in the book of Esther chapter the number 4 verse 14 he said if it would the Bible said Oh my God, my God, he said, For if thou all together hold thy peace at this time, then shall there be enlargement. Come on, say enlargement. There shall be enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jew from another place. But I want you to understand that the same thing that was said to Esther, I am telling you today that no matter what you do, the glory of the Lord will shine. But it will be beneficial for it to shine through your life. I am here to tell you that God is looking for a remnant who will make themselves available and say to their neighbors, and say to the people around them and say if I perish I perish in the Lord I don't know who you are but God is calling us into a place of sacrifice into a place of dying into a place of making ourselves to be available for the kingdom I want you to tap your neighbor and say can God trust you stand on your feet I don't know 
I don't know, but I'm in pain right now. Stand on your feet. Those of you who are laughing, I want you to understand this. Those of you who are smiling today, that every now and then, those who build their increase of volume, those who those who build in the sun, they obey the voice. And those who build on the rock, they also obey the voice. But precious one, a time is coming when the storms will come. It is not enough for you to build. It is not enough for you to have good things because a time will come when all good things can be pulled out if God is not in it. I want you to lift up your voice before God and I want you to tell God, strengthen me, O God, that I may make myself available. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray.